0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you, Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting, trading, and scouting and managing all my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some dynasty on episode number 220. A first uh, look at some of our uh, rookies that I'm going to be talking about, particularly the rookie running back class. I released my rookie rankings just a couple weeks ago, but I've since tweaked them a bit as I've been learning and studying more about these rookies. And one of the things I'm most intrigued by this year is the second tier rookie running backs, because I think it's a really deep class. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. We know that uh, Bijan Robinson, Jamar uh, Gibbs are sure to be, you know, be the first you know, running backs drafted in the NFL draft as well as in our rookie drafts, but I'm thinking that after that, it's going to be really curious to see what happens because there's a, a big second tier of running backs that I think are going to get pushed down the board in rookie drafts uh, because many of the wide receivers and a couple of tight ends, we'll talk more about them in coming weeks, are going to get drafted ahead of all this tier of running backs that I'm going to talk about today. Uh, dynasty managers who rank the second tier of running backs correctly and select the right ones in rookie drafts are really going to have a chance to have a starting running back much later than usual in the draft the trick's going to be though sorting them out and ranking them correctly and so that's going to be a really big trick i think more than any other year this year draft capital is going to mean more to the value of these running backs and i think you know i've changed my rankings i've got them where i have them ranked now make some tweaks after the NFL Combine for sure, and it's just hear more professional scouts uh, talk about players studying the mock drafts like I do to see uh, where where I think the players will go in the draft. But ultimately, once these players get drafted, depending on their draft capital primarily, but also which teams they go to, it's going to shake them up a bit. And so what I want to talk about today is where I have them ranked right now. Um, things are going to change definitely, probably more than any other season after they get drafted. But here's where I have these guys slotted in right now after uh, studying them just a bit. So here are, I think I got nine guys listed here that are in the second tier of running backs behind the obvious B. John Robinson and Jamar Gibbs. Number one after that would be Sean Tucker. I have him ranked number 11. Uh, Tucker's a uh, three-star, 5'10", 210-pound running back who compiled 3,804 yards in his three years at Syracuse. Pretty impressive. He's my RB3. And I like to compare mine. Now I'm starting to compare mine with others. While he's uh, Dynasty League Football or DLF, he's DLS RB6, so I have them ranked uh, a good bit higher than they do. Tucker's, you know, got the prototy- prototypical size and frame of an NFL running back. Uh, his quickness and breakaway speed, too, though, coupled with his great size, make him great. Uh, he received 137 carries his freshman year, so definitely was involved right away. Uh, before his breakout second year, when he had 1,496 yards, Uh, He got more involved as a pass catcher each season. Uh, This last year he caught three passes per game, Um, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, He's proven uh, sturdy and tough with 246 carries in his second season, 206 last season. That's really high praise for him, but he reminds me a lot of Nick Chubb with his build and his running style. And so I'm super high on uh, Sean Tucker. I would have him as my RB3. Next would be uh, Israel Abanakanda. What a great name, Abanakanda. He's a uh, three-star, 5'11", 215-pound running back who's compiled 1,577 total yards and 21 touchdowns last year at Pittsburgh. Uh, He's my RB4 while he's DLF's RB9. So, so far, I'm pretty high on him. Uh, Israel Abanakanda called Izzy, (laughs) Izzy. Uh, he did not break onto the scene until his junior season last year, uh, but he has been an incredibly productive year with 21 touchdowns. Like I said, he's a patient runner. He's real quick with his feet, uh, helps him kind of maneuver between the tackles. And when he finds a lane, he's really good at, like just bursting through it as fast as he can, accelerating. He averages six yards per carry, which is a critical uh, threshold that historically translates to NFL success. And he was not involved in the passing game much, though, but he was a workhorse last season in the running game with 239 carries. So I think that he could hold up to carrying a load in the NFL, even if it's just in the running game and less involved in the passing game. Uh, Next guy for me would be Tank Bigsby. I have him ranked number 15 overall. Uh, Big is a four-star, six-foot, 208-pound running back who compiled 3,351 total yards in his three years at Auburn. Uh, he's my RB5 while he's DLF's RB8. So we're seeing kind of a, a pattern here. I've got a couple guys ranked higher so far than uh, all the DL, DLF guys. As for Tank, uh, he averaged six yards per carry in his first year uh, with 834 rushing yards as a freshman. Uh, after that outstanding freshman season, though, uh, he was thought by many uh, Dynasty managers to be the top devi, you know running back in, in, in Dynasty. Uh, he was more productive overall his sophomore and junior seasons, but he didn't really build upon... The success that he had of his freshman year, all the hype that built around him, he didn't live up to expectations the next two years. Uh, He's a tough runner uh, that runs to contacts and breaks a lot of tackles. He's a little taller than I like for running backs, and he runs a little bit more upright than I like, uh, but he's still pretty hard to tackle. One of the things I've learned is I've learned not to discount players too much if they were once considered to be the top Debbie Prospect. And then if they have other, you know, kind of not as productive years that follow or if other running backs, you know, outperform them or whatever, it doesn't have to be running back, whoever it is, if they kind of get other players to outperform them in those next couple years, if they were once thought to be the top, you know, Debbie Prospect, then I like to keep them on my radar and think that that's what some people thought about him. It's true about him that his best year was his freshman year, um, but it's hard to break out as a freshman as well. So, uh, still holding him a little bit higher than others would because of that. Next player ranked is uh, Zach uh, Charbonneau. Uh, I've him ranked number 19 overall. Uh, Charbonneau is a four-star, 6'1", 220-pound running back who compiled 3,935 yards in his four years, two at Michigan and two at UCLA. He's my RB6 while he's DLS RB4. So here's we got one where someone's got him ranked higher than me this time. Um, Charbonneau did not break out until he transferred to UCLA his his junior season, but he had two very productive and very similar years with the Bruins uh, with 1,330 yards total yards his junior year and then 1,680 yards his senior year. Uh, He was highly involved in the passing game, uh, which is a big plus for him. With 24 uh, catches his junior year, 37 his senior year. Uh, He's well-rounded back and maybe I think it's very possible that he is going to be the third one drafted in the NFL draft. But I just didn't see anything on his highlights that really stood out to me. Uh, I think he could be a really good, you know, running back in the NFL, but he just doesn't have any traits that I think are great. And so his involvement in the passing game, it might mean that he is a third guy drafted. If he is, he'll definitely move up my rankings. But um, I really like some of the, the some of the talents, or at least, you know, one or two of the talents that all the guys I've listed before him have. So I'm lower on him than the guys at DLF. And I think then NFL scouts as well. So we'll see what happens. Like I already said, draft capital is going to change things quite a bit for me. But for now, um, I just didn't see it as much with Charbonneau. A good player, but nothing great about him, in my opinion. Next would be uh, Muhammad Ibrahim. Uh, uh, he's a three-star, 5'10", 220-pound running back. See, all these guys are big. These are all, like, prototypical size big guys. So, sorry, went on a, a little sidetrack there. But... Ibrahim is a 3-star, 5'10", 210-pound running back who compiled 1,712 total yards in his fifth season at Minnesota after recovering from a torn Achilles. Uh, He's my RB7. Well, get this, he's DLF's RB17. So drastic difference, in our opinion, of these guys here. Uh, Last season was, you could call it, I I talked about it on the podcast, the the test of the Achilles season for the NFL with Cam Akers coming back, Deontay Foreman a few years recovering, Marlon Mack trying to prove that running backs can bounce back after getting their Achilles repaired. Well, Ibrahim proved it that he can, at least on the college level, and he's going to have a chance to prove it in the NFL. I have Ibrahim ranked significantly higher than the pros at DLF do. uh, Since I haven't ranked 20th overall, DLF hasn't ranked 40th overall. So I suppose that it's fair. It's very fair to be concerned about his age since he's the oldest running back in this class at 24 years old. But I don't think it's reasonable to dock him for his injury since he bounced back last year. This, get this. This is crazy. After his Achilles, 320 carries for 1,665 yards and 20 touchdowns a season. He's done nothing in the passing game, so that's a knock on him for sure. But he's just a monster running the ball. And uh, since his breakout, he started his freshman season when he ran for 1,160 1, yards as a freshman. So he won right away as a freshman and had an incredible senior year as well, even though it was a fifth year given the injury. Uh, he definitely wins with power, and uh, a lot of contact balance as well. He could become a thumper in the NFL if the right team drafts him and just deploys him uh, toward, toward that end. Um, I'm a lot higher on him than, than I thought that I would be and uh, maybe, maybe draft capital is going to change that a bit. Maybe NFL teams are going to be worried about his injury as well. But man, you, you can't argue with what he did in his senior year after, you call him his super senior year, after his injury. Next up would be uh, Zach Evans, having ranked number 23 overall. Evans is a five-star, uh, 5'11", 195-pound running back, who compiled 2,342 yards in his three years, uh, two at TCU and one at Ole Miss. He's my RB8. Uh, while he's DLS, RB3. Uh, Evans is the only five-star recruit in this class, which really buoys his, his dynasty value a bit. I like to weigh that in, knowing what people were ranked you know, going into, the, going into their college years. Uh, he was the number two-ranked running back in the nation when he signed with TCU. However, uh, the fact that he never had a 1,000-yard rushing season in college is a big red flag to me. He's definitely a big play artist, averaging 6.9 yards per carry over his three years, but he never received more than 92 carries at TCU, and he had just 144 carries last season with Old Miss. I'm pretty shocked, actually, that the DLF has him ranked as their RB3 overall um, and and sixth overall in the entire rookie draft, uh, putting a lot of stock in a guy who hasn't proven very much um, in his college career. So, you guys know that I put a lot of uh, weight on production, uh, and so I guess some some dynasty managers don't. Uh, So I could be wrong on this, but uh, those are some concerns for me regarding Zach Evans, which is why I have him ranked quite a bit lower than the guys at DLF so far. (laughs) We'll see what happens with draft capital. Uh, Next player would be uh, Kendra Miller, uh, number 24 overall in my rankings. Miller's a three-star, 6-foot, 206-pound running back who compiled 1,515 total yards and 17 touchdowns in his uh, final year at TCU. He's my RB9, while he's DLF's RB7. Uh, Miller had a modest start to his career, but a highly productive season last year, while helping him, uh, his, while helping his team, you know, to the championship game. Uh, he averaged 6.7 yards per carry, well above that critical threshold of six six yards per carry that translates to NFL success. Uh, he was recruited as an athlete, which is interesting, uh, not so much just recruited to play running back. So his production at running back was quite of a surprise. Uh, he runs very instinctively; he's very elusive and fast. Uh, he's bigger you know, than, than he looks on tape and uh, carried the ball 224 times last season, proving that he could be durable even though he was just recruited as an athlete. Uh, Kendra Miller is a guy that I have ranked, like I said, number 24 as my RB9, but he's DLF's RB7. So now we're getting to some guys that I actually have ranked lower than the guys at DLF. Uh, it's going to continue that trend here because the next player is uh, Devin A. Chain, I have him ranked number 25. He was a four-star, 5'9", 185-pound running back who compiled 2,930 yards in his three years at Texas A&M. He's my RB10, while he's DLS RB5, so big difference there. H-A-M, here's why for me. Hm was used as an offensive weapon during his first two seasons at Texas A&M, where he touched the ball sparingly, but strategically. And during those two seasons, he touched the ball 202 times total and had 15 touchdowns, averaging 7.3 yards per carry in those first two seasons. Last season, though, when they tried to use him more, he uh, uh, he touched the ball 232 times and scored just 11 touchdowns, and his average yards per carry went down to 5.6. So much different when they try to use him. I have him ranked a lot lower than most analysts because one, he's 185 pounds, and I'm not sure that that frame. Can carry the load in the NFL. I think that he's going to become, you know, he could become an excellent, you know, offensive specialist, but I don't think that's going to lead to consistent dynasty production and fantasy production. And he's going to be fun to watch, but not fun to have on dynasty rosters because of his size. Uh, more of a specialty player, in my opinion. And uh, I like to go for the guys that I think have a chance to touch the ball a lot more than he's going to. Similar situation uh, with the last player that I mentioned here is Kenny McIntosh. I have him ranked number 30 overall. Uh, McIntosh is a four-star, 6'1", 210-pound running back who compiled 2,443 total yards in his four years at Georgia. He's my RB11, all his DLFs, RB10, so we're pretty close on that front. Here's the thing. McIntosh didn't touch the ball much until his final season at Georgia, but he made the most of it when he did, you know, in the championship run yet again, especially, though, in the passing game. He got 43 passes for 505 yards. Uh, He's a solid runner, but he really excels in the passing game looks more like a receiver when catching the ball even you know lined up as a receiver uh, multiple times in the highlights that I watched and catches the ball deep downfield not just a screen guy he will run routes and catch the ball deep downfield I think that his role you know is going to be limited in the running game it could be very active in the passing game Um, but you know we know that's how running backs can stack up you know those hidden fantasy points so depends really where he's going to land his value is going to rise or fall based on his draft capital and based on which kind of offensive system he lands under, if it's one that you know is going to deploy him as a pass catching back, uh, he could he could definitely do it. So, um, like I said, with this whole class, there's this tier. There's I got kind of a big drop after this, but here I've got nine players in my second tier of the rookie running backs, and it's going to be really curious to see where they land. It's pretty rare that you can get you know a, a dynasty you know starting running back late in uh, your rookie draft, but this year I think you can. And if you were just to compile like a bunch of second round picks, you know, or something like that, even if you could trade a first rounder and pick up several second round picks, I think it might be a wise strategy this year because there's going to be a lot of players and you could just take shots on two or three of them and see what could happen for you. It's going to be real fun to watch the combine, uh, make some adjustments to these rankings after the combine, and then make some major adjustments, way more than normal, I think, this year, depending on what happens in the NFL draft. So good rookie class, lots of uh, prototypical sized you know, running backs that we can pick from in this uh, coming year. It's going to be fun. All right. That's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. Much better on email than I'm on Twitter. So email me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. We'll love to talk to you about this rookie class or whatever else is going on with your teams. Be a dynasty freak and stay active during this offseason. You are right now if you're listening. So I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.